Welcome to the Movie Babies. I am Devin. And I'm Sean. And this is a new year. 2017. New year, new me. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do this year that's going to be different than last year? Uh, um, Speak in a lower octave. <laughs> I'm practicing my didgeridoo. That's, that's good. Can I cut that intro? No, leave it. All right. Well, it is a new year. This is a newest podcast. The first of its kind for this year. That's right. We're sitting here on Bowie's birthday, chatting about a couple flicks that we saw, uh, some trailers for The Great Wall, and, and also The Wall. Oh, surprise, motherfuckers. Oh, it's, a, it's a theme episode. <laughs> it's The Wall episode. We did it again. I uh, bet you didn't know there was a movie called The Wall coming out. I didn't actually know that. I knew the, the Great Wall trailer, but this wall one totally caught me by Little, surprise. Little, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to build up our expertise. Sure. One brick yeah. at a time. Uh, before we jump into our reviews of the film trailers, I just wanted to check in with you and see if you had, like, a, I don't know, some type of top list of 2016 movies that you wanted wow. to share with me. This is coming very surprising, very fast. Just off the dome, if you can list like, uh, five. Well, or here's ten. the thing: I'm, I'm in. I like to watch the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I like to watch the Globes, even though we're missing it at this moment. We are. Damn. Uh, so that's how dedicated we are to you fine <laughs> people. With that said, I typically watch a lot of the heavy hitters as we get closer to. Okay, so you haven't seen. A so lot I of haven't seen games, yeah. like Moonlighting. Okay, I haven't. You seen... haven't seen Moonlighting with Paul Reiser. And... You haven't seen Moonlight. What? You haven't seen Moonlight. Oh, is Moonlighting the one with Bruce Willis? What's one? That? Oh yeah, yeah. Shit, that's right. That's yeah. the t- yeah. That's the sitcom with Bruce I Willis. I definitely have seen that one. And okay. I very much like it. I is don't that, think that's going to be up for any that not Academy Awards this, this year. year. All right, I'm just sneaking well, suspicion. That's number one on my list, so that's not changing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did see, some of my top ones were. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Finally saw that one. Nice. Very much liked it. Very much. Uh, If you want to talk about strong female characters... I do. Like, give me that movie. Yeah. Don't... Don't give me the Ghostbusters one. That's on the opposite end. Touchy subject. Don't want to say it, but I'm saying it. If you want what the Ghostbusters promised, Mm -hmm. go see... Ten Cloverfield Lane. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. We can we can argue about this on the Facebook page. So it's really funny, and she busts ghosts in it. Is that what yeah, Ten Cloverfield like Lane's basically, about? Basically, she's in a bunker. Mm-hmm. There's some ghosts up above. Mm-hmm. She's got and a who you gonna, suit. And who you gonna call? Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's who. Hunt for the World of People. I liked. <sighs> Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Yeah. But it's made by those. What we do in the shadows, yeah. folks. That was funny. I liked that movie. Didn't care for Wilder People. Arrival, probably my favorite one. Yeah, that was awesome. Very much like that one. One, I feel like under my underseen movie of the year mm-hmm. for mainstream, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nice Guys. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll I'll revisit The Nice Guys at some point. Uh, I remember watching it and being like, "This is kind of Big Lebowskiing me." This is kind of what was the Joaquin movie that Paul Thomas Anderson directed that was kind of. Don't know what you're talking All about. Right, fuck it. Uh, but it's made director Shane Black, so Lethal Weapons, mm-hmm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, mm-hmm. The Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good shit. Uh, last one are my animated ones, very much like Zootopia, 
did not know what that movie was about. Probably my award for worst trailer, best movie might be Zootopia. Oh, nice. That's a good way to frame that. They had a nice teaser joke trailer that I thought was funny, Mm -hmm. but it looked like one of those, here's a pet movie. Yeah. Talking animals. Madagascar 2. No no substance. Mm -hmm. My other one I liked, even more so than Zootopia, Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, I still haven't seen that. It looks cool. Claymation, Mm -hmm. uh, Coraline, Box Trolls, probably one of my favorite movies of the year. Dang. Very cool. Those were my best. Sean, were your best? Um, I'll give you my top ten in really quick succession. Whoa, so you've seen, I already can tell, you've seen a lot more movies than I have this year. I think I saw more than I did last year, but by no means did I see everything that was out. But I, I had some good streaks where I was seeing a couple movies a week and getting in there. All right, well, I expect um, some heavy hitters on this. I saw list. a lot of crap that I absolutely hated, um, but these are my top ten. I really like Nerve, The Accountant, Captain Fantastic, High Rise... The Bronze was probably my sleeper hit. Uh, it's really funny comedy. Um, you might not have heard of it, but worth seeking out. Arrival, Moonlight, Edge of Seventeen, really riding hard for that one. The Witch and Green Room was my number one uh, movie of 2016. From my understanding, a Green Lantern spinoff? Not even close, okay. bud. All right. Um, it's the director that did Blue Ruin... And it's a nice little sleepy indie uh, budgeted movie movie that is like a survival, massive, uh, surprise, uh, got your ass type movie. It follows a band that gets stuck in like a venue that turns out to kind of be a Nazi headquarter. And they get um, stuck in the green room while shit goes down uh, outside and around. What's the term green room? Again? Oh, green room is like where you hang out um, backstage while you're before you you play. Uh, I, what do I? What am I playing? Like like before you play like Boggle or Super Mario Brothers. Got it. <laughs> um, uh, but to speak to your point earlier, yes. the movie that got me, uh, I hated the trailer for, but actually really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. That trailer, even when like the music over the studio title screen began. I could call it, like, smell it from a mile away. I was like, fucking hate this trailer. Mm -hmm. And went to go see the movie just to do it and was, like, laughing the whole time. Was really, really actually into it. All right. So to my earlier point, the only movie I saw of those was Arrival. Mm -hmm. And to our other point, if we're doing worst trailer to best movie, Mm -hmm. off the top of my dome, best trailer to worst movie... Suicide Squad. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. The Suicide Squad trailer, maybe not my personal favorite, but I think there's an appeal to that type of trailer. Yeah. Like, there's the, it's like Queen, I think. Yep. And they're just, like, hammering the music. Mm -hmm. The actions of the trailer are moving with the music. It's a very fun trailer. Yeah, you catch little glimpses of things that you're like, I'm not exactly sure how this is all going to fit into one movie, but it looks dope. And we saw that movie. And it blew. Well, it's not a good movie. But everybody at the time, when those trailers were coming out before it came out, that was, like, kind of the last vestige of hope for, like, summer movie everyone was like oh god yeah. everything sucked so bad but at least we got suicide squad yes. coming down the pipeline and after age of apocalypse and batman versus superman and all this shit we're like we at least suicide Squad. it can't miss there's too much good in the yes column for this to like fuck up and it was so 
goddamn disappointing. Quickly, do you want to do your worst films? Did you have some of the bottom tier? I didn't really keep track. I'm trying to, like, well, shower these movies saw out of my hair. Batman the Killing Joke. Oh, yeah, that was a bummer. That was a bummer. Uh, Magnificent Seven uh, was on no. my kind of lower tier. Yes. What's bust this episode open? What was your thoughts on that new Ghostbusters remake? I thought it was the worst movie made with the best possible cast. Yeah, and yeah, and that's what I will definitely defend. Mm. That cast is really good. Yeah, everyone's great in it. It's just not necessarily their fault that the dude can't make an action film. I, th- I think that's a fair criticism. <sighs> what do you think? 2017, New Year, New Me. What what's around the corner? Um, that's I think that's where fudge is made. <laughs> oh no, that was a poop joke. Yeah. You did a poopy you joke. Set me up for a poop joke. Uh, well, the boss baby would be very impressed. Mm-hmm. You, you just got a raise. Nice, ching. Uh, well, I don't know what's in store for 2017. I know what's in store for this episode. Yeah, hit me. Uh, we got The Great Wall, the Matt Damon uh, Here we go again. You <laughs> Muzang. Directed film about The Great Wall. <laughs> we I also so. got The Wall, which is about Donald Trump's wall. I don't quite think so. No, this is um, Doug Lehman and and uh, John Cena's new uh, Army Dudes Stuck in the Dirt movie. Would that movie be better if it was about John Cena building Trump's wall? And like they were just like they were like only a couple bricks uh, getting started before uh-huh. like they just get absolutely annihilated by dissenters. Well, then it's like you know how. Uh, <laughs> In the Great Wall, as you see, they're being attacked by, like, a zombie horde. Mm-hmm. John Cena's trying to make his own wall, mm-hmm. Donald Trump's wall, and guess who's coming from the border? I... Mexican wrestlers. We got some luchadors <laughs> <laughs> trying to hurt John Cena off that wall. Oh, man. All right. Just a little bit of what we have in store for this episode. We need to end this sequence. Hit the theme. Boom! This is the first war I've seen. We're fighting. Let's compare intros here. I don't have a very good one. Mine was just gonna be Goodness gracious, great walls on fire. I think, mean, nope, you already won. Okay. I don't even know why I'm doing it. What was yours? Basically, I'm getting right to the nitty gritty of this trailer. Mm-hmm. And that's the first line of this trailer. They say to Matt Damon, why are you here? <laughs> and I think that's where we need to start. Yeah, that's Why true. is he here? Oh, the, man. Tell us about the plot of this trailer we just watched, and then we have to unravel that first question. Yeah. Because the trailer's begging us to answer it. To answer this. Um, we're reviewing The Great Wall, and in a landscape of whitewashed <laughs> movies, um, and ethno-image cleansing, and 
whatever Cultural misappropriation. Sure, right? sure. All these things that are happening and and suck, and we need to break these cycles. We have the opportunity to bring to America's audiences a cool Asian culture, pure film. Yes. Right. And somehow it gets subverted with the virus that is whitey Matt Damon. I mean, can you go more white than Matt Damon? I don't know. Only one I can think of off the bat is uh, Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's and then, true. And then I think right after that, it's Matt. Damn. So not only are they leaning into it, they're leaning into heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're like, okay, look. We got to get the whitest we guy. Got, we got to get... The, the whitest guy and they got it that's the only way we can do this right it's yeah. like if we're going to do it we got to go all in they'll just think we're that crazy like we can't call them out on this they're crazy no nope. um so you know put this between the crosshairs of whatever online artillery you're gonna fire at like the ghost in the shell movie and um you know the uh anything else that's coming out this year that looks particularly offensive but uh Maybe because this isn't based on any familiar property, at least that I'm aware of. Yes. Uh, it will somehow slip under the radar. Well, all right. Well, let's get to the nitty gritty. Mm. So the writer and story is based off of a Max Brooks short story. Okay. Max Brooks, of course, uh, Mel Brooks' son, who wrote famously World War Z. Oh, so this okay. is based off of a companion book. Huh. Where, like, apparently zombies are coming to, like, China. Okay. I haven't read it, so I don't have all of the stories. So that begs the question, why is this not a World War Z story? There's no mention of that in the trailer. No. And I had to look that up separately. That mm -hmm. was a surprise to me. Interesting. Yes, the biggest outrage of this trailer and this movie is, what the hell? Yeah. You can't do this with Matt Damon. And so then, but then... It's like, okay, but if it's in the world of, like, they're running away from zombies mm -hmm. and they're using the wall as a defense, that makes a lot more sense. So these, these like, kind of odd Princess Mononoke creatures that are coming and attacking the wall Okay, are... wait, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. I think you're doing a disservice to the Princess okay, Mononoke well, It just makes me creatures. think of when... The... These are, like, more, like, creatures from, like, the movie's uh, Frog. Okay, yeah. <laughs> They're this they're like not, weird lizard creatures. They're animal looking. They're not people looking zombies. Yeah. If, if they're zombies. And, at all. and we've talked about too, like in that Kong trailer, especially, mm -hmm. the difference between good monsters and bad monsters. Mm -hmm. To me, this is a prime example of bad, bad monsters. Design. The yeah. CGI monsters, they look like lizard people. Mm -hmm. None of them look interesting. And my other, one of my biggest pet peeves, there's so many of them yeah. that. It takes me out of the movie right away. It's like, okay, well, you lost. Yeah. How are you, you can't beat that you many beat monsters. This. So is it's, is it the same World War Z director? No. So the director, and that's the other interesting thing. The director is Chinese. Oh, okay. It's, What's uh, they did? It's Yimu. No, but here we it. go. <laughs> Yimu, mm -hmm. Zheng. It's okay. All right. Who did? We'll just leave that one there. Okay. Uh, House of Flying Daggers gotcha. and Heroes. Okay, yeah. So, or Hero. Yes. So some some 
some of the latter era wire stunt yeah, action films. Yeah, it's like films. Ang Lee did Crouching Tiger, mm -hmm. which I still think is an amazing film. That's the one. And then, yeah, this, they're like, oh, people dig that. Let's make some more. Oh, we can't afford Ang Lee anymore. Ooh, Let's get this other guy. And House of Flying Daggers and Hero, from my memory, I haven't seen them since they came out. Yeah. Like, they don't live up to that Crouching Tiger film. A little more forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Both, I recall, having awesome production design. and They're beautiful films. Yeah. Like I, They're not as good as Crouching Tiger, which is a hard, high bar to reach. Sure. But yeah, they, there is a visual appeal to those movies. I'm not getting any of that from this trailer. This tra the, the Great Wall production design, I feel like, is suffering from the trendiness right happening right now through like a multi multiple genres of movies, but kind of in the action superhero e range. It, it popped up in Suicide Squad. It's in the mm -hmm. Ghostbusters movie. It's in the Doctor Strange movie, which is this pastel color kind of. Uh, it reminds me of like the the powder that they throw around at festivals that is like completely stolen from like, like the Indian Indian cultures, cultural yeah. uh, uh, festivals uh, that now is just like a like a Bonnaroo and like Coachella thing to just like toss around. Yeah, there's or, even like a marathon where they. That's yeah. like the main thing they use, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's that color palette and uh, kind of inky, washy thing was definitely more prominent in the first trailer. It's a little less so in this one, but like this explosions and stuff kind of had that mm -hmm. design element to it. So it looks like it's falling prey to this generic like um, color palette that a couple years ago all the action movies like the Transformers and everything were like really hanging on that like teal and orange boost yes. in the in the color palette and like now the hip thing is this thing that Suicide Squad started doing and it's all to me this trailer is like hitting all of my pass marks the monsters mm -hmm. no no the color cool. palette you're talking about yeah. the look Seen of it. the film no yeah and then the other one is so they meet up with these um Chinese warriors, I guess. It's like... Like a badass squad. Yeah, like a badass squad. And they are dressed like those new Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly like those new Power Rangers. I was going to say they kind of looked like the Samurai Pizza Cats a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird armor and color. Yeah. Uh, uh, your reference might be a little more apt, I guess, <laughs> sir. Um, I loved the original design of the Power Rangers. Mm. And maybe that's nostalgia speaking or whatever. But... This new trend of like robot armor that looks like you're like dressed as a cell phone casing. <laughs> yeah, they look yeah. like the, like a cell phone or like, like a high or high end teenager's cell phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all bejeweled out uh, or like a high end computer yeah. monitor, and they're yeah. just like walking around and they have the colors. It's like those those suits do nothing for me. Yeah, they look so pretty just, whack. Like, Nothing in this film is catching my eye. Yeah. Am I to gather from what we see from trailer number two here? So Matt Damon and the, like, sassy badass from Game of Thrones, who I can't yeah, remember. Uh, it, I think it's um, uh, Montoya. Okay. Indigo Montoya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they are mercenaries that are kind of wandering around China, and they're yeah. in search of some type of great weapon. That's what we come okay. in. To, That's yeah. what they say. And they collide with this supreme badass force that, like, holds down the fort of the wall. Mm -hmm. This sounds a lot like Game of Thrones. And, uh, <laughs> and there's these things on the other side. Is it White Walkers on the other side? That would have been a more interesting dynamic if you want to play up the cultural 
a race aspect. <laughs> we gotta protect ourselves from the White Walkers. <laughs> yeah. They're invading the wall. We do. Um, and so to prove his worth before the team of Supreme Badasses, he like shoots a bunch of arrows into the wall and balances a rice bowl on a column. <laughs> yeah. <and> so <laughs> Matt Damon is the Mel Katniss in this movie. Oh, okay. He okay. He yeah. he has the bow and arrow, and yeah, and to prove his worth, Montoya throws the ball up, mm-hmm. and Matt Damon lets it rip and shoots some arrows, probably more than he needed to do this trick, yeah. it seemed. And yeah, he hits the ball. The impressive thing is he balances the ball on a pole. Sure, I guess so. And they're and like, okay, you can join our team to defend our, our wall. Seems like if he was at all good with a bow and arrow, like, didn't have to be that accurate. Like, any idiot who can shoot a bow and arrow, you're on our team. Because guess what? There's infinity <laughs> monsters coming at the castle, so grab a weapon yeah. and help. Well, we'll let you know if we need to balance a ball at the <laughs> monsters. Uh, we'll call you in. But until then... And here's another uh, negative mark for this trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm already lead, like, this rating. I, we don't even need uh, to rate this film. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like... We're tipping the tipping our hand here. Um, why CGI that scene? It's like a CGI ball hitting around, and I feel like there's trick shooters around, right? You couldn't uh, yeah, couldn't they know. come up with some sort of like practical effect of like a natural archer doing a cool trick, and that's what sell them? Like seems, seems like that would waste a lot of um, <laughs> digital film <laughs> <laughs> to do it, like. We can take an hour to film a real scene, or we can just do it in post. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it takes me out right away. Like as soon as I see that film, it's like it's not it's CGI bull. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care about this. Like, yeah, I didn't. I, I kind of had a similar thing when, well, not that this is really that relatable, but like um, when like the wire stunts started getting really big and in, yeah. in those other action movies by this director and others that it was just like. They're doing these insane superhuman flippy aroundy things, mm-hmm. um, and it is a practical effect because they're just being like hoisted through the air and everything. But I also thought that looked super whack. So I don't know <laughs> if it's any better the other way. <laughs> yeah, but at least your eye, your like your brain, recognizes the difference. It, it's it's strange because it's like in the old days you'd see these like Superman type scenes where he's flying over the city, and yeah. obviously the practicality of doing that effect varied because of like, you know, the matting and green screen type things that they'd have to do at the time. And like, you know, his body never looked like it was moving through air. It looked like really rigid and strange. So it's like, okay, well that doesn't work necessarily as an effect. Right. Nor does the new kind of like Superman like bending at every joint and tendon to like zip around in the air. Like he looks like a cartoon now. So. Because it's something that the human body doesn't do, because it's something that these objects don't do, I don't think that I'll ever, like, really be super pro any type of special effect. Yeah, I feel like there are some films where you can make CGI work. Um, You know, it's probably, like, the Lord of the Rings films or something. Sure. Um, Not the Star Wars movies, though. Not the Star Wars movies. (laughs) It was, like, digitalizing the faces. Oh, my God. Let's not even get there. Um, But, yeah, it is, I think it's a really hard mark to hit. Yeah. Going back to the Chinese market, mm-hmm. China is, if not now, like very close, the biggest film market in the world right, right now. And 
a trend in Hollywood right now is to cater to that audience. Right. It's been happening since like Inception or even before, like The Dark Knight and stuff too. Like Yeah. So films have actually been changed just so they like appease the Chinese film goer. Right. Like Red Dawn, the bad guys were going to be Chinese. Oh yeah, and they just And they like digitally it. changed all the flags and stuff to like I think North Korea. Mm. Having Chinese as like the bad guy now is like a death sentence to your film. Yeah. Uh Iron Man 3, the main bad guy is the Mandarin. Mhm. And they basically changed that entire character Spoiler for Iron Man 3, uh, <laughs> all you Marvel Yeah, nerds. sorry if you haven't seen that yet. He's not, he's like an actor. Right. Like, they completely changed it. He's yeah. not Chinese, they, he's not... They whitewashed the, the the role, but it's to service the idea that the in the movie, they hired an actor to play this character. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and, it kind of, like, does somewhat more correctly what the Doctor Strange... Uh, Tilda Swinton casting could not accomplish. Yes. Which was, oh, well, we made it a, a, a strong, independent woman character. Like, well, okay, but come on. <laughs> Probably could have done that. Yeah. With any, all right. Um, but this is the most expensive Chinese film ever made. Interesting. So we have that. Okay. What's your take on, like, filmmakers not only catering, but changing films? Like, there's, there's other in- examples I'd even list where they add special scenes mm. that they only play in China that will feature, like... Something very Chinese-specific. Like, yeah, like famous Chinese actors. Right, will right, just right. be in that scene with okay. the character. Yeah. And I was like, that, to me, we're at, like, a weird stage in film now where, in the old days, marketing was, like, there's, like, Coke ads everywhere. Sure. Like, the character drinks a Coke. Mm. And now there's added content. Yeah. That's specifically meant as a marketing ploy for, like, a certain fan base. That's interesting. I mean, eventually when it gets to the point where, like, there's little, like, scene breaks in movies where, like, the character looks at the camera and the lens, like, scans your eyes and it's like, <laughs> Devin, don't you wish you had some Twizzlers right now? Like, oh, fuck, Matt Damon's oh, talking fuck. to me! He knows it! <laughs> How did you know I like Twizzlers? <laughs> Gotta quit Facebook posting about my Twizzlers. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're at a, it's a very strange... Well, and that's, it's interesting that it's become, like, a, um, kind of culture-specific, and, like, that, du- in a way, seems like, okay, well, I know it's just to, like, collect as many dollars as possible, but yes. it is interesting to have these movies that go international and, like, have international aspects to them yes. so that different types of people can have these big you know, marketed pieces of storytelling that have characters that are representative of themselves yeah, in there and stuff. Yeah. So that seems positive. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it'd be one thing if it was just that. Like, hey, China's a huge market. Let's make more Chinese films mm-hmm. with, like, Chinese actors. And, like, or, yeah, like some sort of storyline that's involved in their culture or right. so- something. Yeah. But instead, it's like, let's put white Americans <laughs> as the lead and like or like what's put secret scenes that American audiences we don't want them to see it well it's just that they wouldn't it would be it wouldn't have any 
cachet. Like, we wouldn't understand yeah. well, who's that actor necessarily, right? Yeah. That's I, the kind I of guess, idea. which is also, like, a weird thing. It's like, oh, we can't throw in these Chinese actors. It would confuse the American oh, okay. audience. Yeah, yeah, that, okay, that's, yeah, that's sucky. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to say the opposite end of that argument is like, so just recently Tim Burton got lambasted for like his stance on not having people of color in his movies because oh, this yes. like Mrs. Screwball's scene of peculiar kids or whatever, whatever <laughs> no. this movie is. Yeah, I don't know what that movie is. Academy I want to see it Nitwits, um, uh, It was just like an all white cast and someone was like, so what's the deal? 2016. 2017, whatever, yeah. uh, you know, going to diversify this cast. And he's like, look, I'm not going to, like, ham fist, like, into my script some characters of different backgrounds of life just to, like, appease that this is something that people want to see more of or yeah. whatever. And, like, he got into some big hot water over yeah. that. And, like, a lot of lifelong fans were like, okay, yeah. we're done with you, Tim Burton, fucking whitey. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not so much, like, you don't have to change the background so it's like, Oh, we need to put a black actor in there, so now he has to like be raised in the ghetto. Right. Like that's not what we mean by like getting <laughs> other races in there. It's like write a character and then cast a black actor for it. Yeah, and it it Period. doesn't have to be specified beyond that. It can be a person from from any type of background, and they are a peculiar child, too. And so they can <laughs> yeah. go to the orphanage like everybody else. And then I can also see the other side, too. Like, Tim Burton is a... He, he's been around for a long time. Mm. He has a very specific look and feel for his films. Mm -hmm. A lot of directors, once they find actors they like... Oh, they have, like, a stable of They have, like, regulars. a stable of actors. So yeah. that makes sense to me, like, if he's like, look, Johnny Depp's going to be in all my yeah. movies... Helen Bottom Carter is going to be <laughs> the star of every film until she is, like, mummified. Yeah, so that makes sense that, like, those are going to be the stars of Tim Burton's movies, mm. and I don't have a problem. Like, I don't think people should be like, Tim Burton, you can't you can't put Johnny Depp there. you got to put in uh, Carl Winslow. <laughs> that was the only... Damn. <laughs> I, was, I was reaching. I was reaching for a black actor's name, and all I... All I had was Paul Winslow. He's a fictional character. Uh, I don't know if that's more on me or if that's on Hollywood. Yeah, they've done this to you. They've done this to they've me. I'm a victim you. here. Mm -hmm. um, anyways. Even my condition is conditioned. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, a lot so. Of, a lot of politic talks on this one, uh, but the movie's kind of bringing it to us they're making us do it yeah the movie itself i'm not super excited about necessarily like it doesn't inspire me with the look of it or the the kind of like dragon slayer-esque kind of like the you know there was like a bunch of movies in the, uh, like kind of similar to this in the late 90s or like mm -hmm. early 2000s that were kind of like fantasy show off your special effects type movies that's the only one i can think of right now but yeah, because, again, like, visually, did we see anything that was impressive in this trailer? No. I mean, not... It... I, like, I, my eyes kind of glossed over. The only thing we saw was the scene they ripped from World War Z. Yeah. Where all the, the zombies wall. are climbing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, again, going back to that point, if this is in the World War Z universe, that movie made a buttload of cash. Like, mm. it's Brad Pitt's highest-grossing movie. Really? Yeah. Damn. So, if that's the case, 
And I know they're making a World War Z 2. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, and people like that franchise, like, usually we're doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Just stop making these universes. Yeah. But here, it's like, this is your this is a free pass. Uh-huh. Make this World War Z the Great Wall. The origin story. Yeah, or a continuing story of it where zombies have taken over, and now they're like, here, here they are on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. and they're... You know, they're defending the wall to keep them back. And that's the thing, too. Like, the monsters are... I don't know what they are. They look like yeah. weird... They're nothing creatures. Well, maybe So it why is. not make them zombies? Why not give the story of them defending the wall and Matt Damon coming over to help defend this wall? Because now we're... Guess what? <clears throat> there is no China. There is no America. Mm. It's... It's Earth. Mm-hmm. We're in this together. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Punch the monster in the face. <laughs> Maybe it is kind of like... Okay, so if it's in the same World War Z universe... Yeah. Maybe it is kind of like Princess Mononoke-esque, where like this zombified virus or whatever... Yes. ...is spreading you know, as a result of, of nature kind of being upset with um, this industrial revolution or whatever that humans are engaged in. It's like retaliation is like, okay, it creates this kind of virusy thing that infects these like magical creatures of the outer realm and makes them mad, kind of like in Mononoke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come and they attack the civilization and the infection will eventually be able to spread to these humanoids and yes. that's they become like zombified <laughs> or whatever. I would love this already. Okay. Yeah. And so then throughout the ages, like this kind of gets repressed or defeated or whatever such that, you know, then when they have these breakouts in World War Z, hey, spoiler alert, I didn't see World War Z, so I don't know how the breakout <laughs> begins in that. It's like, it's that same strain or whatever that's that's kind of been kept at bay for, like, all these years or whatever. And maybe in a, in a little even broader universal combination twist, Go on. it's using the same conceit as Assassin's Creed, where Brad Pitt is the historical ancestor of... <laughs> Matt Damon in this movie, uh-huh. uh, and they, he's got to use the Assassin's Creed belt to um, to go back <laughs> and operate his his elder self. Guess what? Yeah, you just movie babied it. <laughs> the new, the new. Uh, every universe is connected. That's the movie baby uh, theory. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say this. Here's a question I haven't asked in a long time, mm-hmm. Sean. Can you Home Alone this movie? Oh, man, this movie's already Home Alone. Let me tell you, they I, just need to rig some paint cans to the wall. That's right. come up with some one-liners. Yeah, well, it's prime for Home Aloneing, but that's the thing. I'm getting no Home Alone vibes from this movie hmm. because it's just arrows. It's just fire. Like, there's one scene where he just looks like he's shooting, like, a bomb, like, with a lit arrow. Oh, okay, yeah, It's yeah, very yeah. quick, but it's like, oh, he's just going to blow up a whole bunch of them. Hmm. Dude, they're coming into your house. Yeah, and you, you have got, to defend it. You gotta defend it. <laughs> Are there no other interesting ways you could be like, you know, stopping these monsters from coming in? Set up some nails in the steps or some micro machines. Can be the... anything, or like you got like some uh, Chinese cookies that they're stuck on. Fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and then they read the fortune and they just get confused. Oh no. Uh, maybe you can't home alone it. Maybe it's not possible. Well, I I think you can home alone it. Yeah, I just sure. think they're 
I think they're afraid to home alone it. Yeah. Yeah. Step it up, Hollywood. Home alone your movies. Uh, we should probably rate this thing. Let's rate it. Sean, you want to explain our rating system? Yeah. If you are tuning in for the first time, our rating system is based on the Regal Coca-Cola ads that we're all the same when the lights go down. Uh, if you don't want to see a movie, you say... Uh, I love robots. I love robots. If you are mm, on the fence but can be swayed with some more bonus content, uh, maybe a further explanation of what else is in store for you in the next trailer for the movie or whatever, you say in space with zombies. In space. In space with zombies. And if you are on board, ready to see this movie based on this trailer, you say, like a lot. So you cool if I scream, like a lot. Given that we've already shat all over this, <laughs> can I predict yeah. That you are going to rate this I Love Robots. Uh, Sean, you can predict it. And guess what? Are you all in with this bet? Final answer. Final answer. You are wrong. What? No, you're right. I was just, nice. You, you totally called me. Because I like robots on this one. I would love to give it like a lot. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing. I love the premise of zombie creatures taking over the earth. Uh -huh. What's where's the best place to hide? Like that's the question everyone loves about the zombie oh, movies. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. what would you do in a zombie apocalypse? Uh -huh. That is so played out, but people are still digging it. Like right. people still love that question. Yeah. And here you have the perfect scenario. I'm gonna go hide behind the Great Wall of China. <laughs> like, you did it. You just found the ultimate bunker. Yeah, you one upped the roof of a big five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, it baffles me that this is not World War Z, the Great Wall, and we're not getting zombies, and we're not getting. The great thing about those zombie movies, too, is like the inner politics mm -hmm. of like man. Yeah. Like, the zombies aren't the bad guys. Right. Guess what? It's, it's, man. it's man. The greatest man. And so then all. you can even play up, like, Matt Damon being there, and then you could play up the cultural aspect of it. Like, mm -hmm. Matt Damon, you don't belong here. And Matt Damon's like, look, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. We're a team now. Yeah. And we need to band together to take out those zombie monsters. Exactly. With the director they got, it should be, it should look killer. And we, we got none of that. So again, I'm sad to say I love robots. It doesn't even look like a fun B-movie. No, it doesn't. It looks like, um, looks like just a generic action film that I'm going to pass by one day at Film is Truth and pick up off the shelf and be like, oh, I never saw The Great Wall. And I'll put it on and I'll yeah. be on my phone the whole <laughs> viewing of the yeah. movie. Um, so that being said, I'm also going to rate it I Love Robots. Not anything that I'm particularly interested in. Happy to be surprised by you know future trailers or whatever. I am willing to give it a chance. I it's mean, it comes out next month, February, the day before my birthday. Really? February 17th. Hmm. And if this movie ruins my birthday, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. Writing an angry letter to Hollywood uh, and to China. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Sean, mm -hmm. I think we need to answer the question we started with. Why are you here? We're here to inform you that you're getting played by the Hollywood's whitewashing of Asian cinema. I mean, not as funny of an answer as I thought you what might go What were you looking with, for? But correct. All right. And that was The Great Wall. The trigger is an extension of my fist. 
One, two, three, four, five. The rifle is an extension of me. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. And I strike you down. I know where you are now. Bang. Intro battle. Boom. Round two. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You have a new competitor. Uh, I All I came up with was, all in all, it was all just a brick in the wall. Is that our saying? That's from the Pink Floyd song. Oh. Another brick in the wall. Oh, well, here's the thing. Haven't listened to a lot of Pink Floyd. Also, so take a drink gonna... if you're uh, keeping track at home of how many times Devin says, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Don't give that reference. There, that was a twofer. Okay. Uh, I'm sure someone out there loved that Pink Floyd reference. Mm. I'm going to give you a little John Cena reference right okay. here. And that's all our fan base. This is redneck wrestling WWE fans. WWE fans. Um, what did John Cena say when he hid behind the wall? I don't know. You can't see me. Is that something he says in the ring? Yeah, see, he says that. I love it. Okay. You, I don't get... We're from different walks of life, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get... I don't get Pink Floyd lyrics, mm -hmm. and you don't get WWF uh, catchphrases. And that's why we make a great podcasting team. Yeah. Just perfect I'm black, strangers. You're white. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. But here's the thing, John Cena. Mm-hmm. They did see you. They did see you, unfortunately. They did see you. The sniper got That doesn't, ass. like, waving your hand in your face and saying, you can't see me? That doesn't work on the war field. Right. No, they call it the battlefield, oh, I guess. The war field. Yeah. The war field. Maybe at Raw's war. Oh, so many wrestling Damn. references. We're not going to get far in this um, review. <laughs> but on that battlefield, guess what, John Cena? Your ass got shot. Mm -hmm. And now, you're, this whole movie, your face is in the dirt, mm -hmm. and you're giving me some whack-ass lines. Uh, we got... Uh, that was our intro. That's the longest intro we've wow, had. that was rough. We watched... Not the Great Wall. Well, we did, but <laughs> I guess we did watch the Great Wall. Did we watch it twice? And I'm just nope. confused. This is the Wall. This is the other similarly titled movie that's coming out a month later, just to confuse the shit out of everyone. So let's talk about the monkey in the room. Mm -hmm. uh... The monkey in the room. <laughs> Let's talk about the elephant in the room of uh, why you just said there's a monkey in the room. <laughs> I'm still on that monkey episode okay. we did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, monkey's on my brain. So we're in another scenario where we have some copycats or some copy monkeys. Yeah. Um, the Prestige, mm -hmm. the Illusionist, mm -hmm. Armageddon, Deep Impact, mm -hmm. Ant, Bugs Life. Mm -hmm. There's a, a list of movies you can find released like this back to back different in the same studios, year different. with same plot and here we are again and they're not even hiding it this time yep we went from the great wall to just the wall yeah unfortunate title um to come out at the same time this movie i don't think takes place in china Can? i don't think they're hiding behind the great wall here's the thing you know how like edge of tomorrow oh speaking of which Edge of Tomorrow director did this movie. Okay. So, we can, so yeah. put a pin in that. But like Edge of Tomorrow, didn't do well at the box office. Mm -hmm. So they renamed it. Did you did you see that? Oh, is Edge of Tomorrow the second name of it? 
Edge of Tomorrow was the original name of it, it, and then it bombed in the theaters or didn't do well, and so when they released it on DVD, it was now called Live Free Die Again, or I. It was you named mean Live Die Repeat. Yes, okay. Live Die Repeat. Is that what it was? Yeah, because so, that was what was on the poster. That was on the cover. Like okay. you can't find the Edge of Tomorrow name on it anymore. Interesting. Okay. Um, so sometimes they do that, and so here's my question. When there's another movie called The Great Wall, mm-hmm. and you're just a wall, you yeah, gotta, you, you gotta, lost. You lost that one already. <laughs> well, you, we'll call ours the even greater wall. With the ultimate wall. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, um, well. Something but, tells me when Oscar season comes around, <laughs> these, neither of these will be considered. And well, maybe for the Razzies. Oh, yeah. um, but do you know why you'll see that trend a lot of the two films... No, I, I, I mean, I always think it's some kind of, like, strange Hollywood synchronicity that things get kind of greenlit like that sometimes. But I, my conspiracy theoretical yes. self is thinking, like, one, one movie comes out and then there's, like, a spy on, like, the Warner <laughs> lot who's like, Code Red, we've got a movie called The Great Wall. What are we going to do to respond? And then they just throw that to the to the think tank, and they're like, ah, okay, well, uh, we'll call ours The Wall, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll put it in Iraq, and we'll get John Cena, and we'll get... Uh, I don't even recognize that other actor, by the way. Uh, it's the guy who played Kick-Ass, and oh, also God. Quicksilver. God damn. He's a superhero. He w- Wait, that's not the same actor. It is the same actor. The guy that played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies? And the Avenger movies, close. In the Avenger movies, okay, right. Oh, yes, sorry, guy. yes. Because yeah. there's multiple yeah. Quicksilvers. Because that Quicksilver's the American Jesus. Horror Story kid. Yeah. This one's the kick-ass kid. This is a kick-ass kid okay. who, like, I like your spy theory. Mm-hmm. This is what I heard. <laughs> Someone will go, they'll write a script, and then they'll pitch it to the studios, and all of them will pass on it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I have this thing called The Wall, blah, 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 and they'll all pass on it, and then... Because all the studios got that same pitch, mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, Johnny, that was a really good idea. Let's get our guys to write a similar story. Okay. And so then they'll hire their own, like, writers to write that story, and then that will take place because the same pitch was going around, and so they all make their own story of it, and so that's why you get, like, the prestige and the illusionist or, like... Armageddon, Deep Impact. It's like these same... Interesting. Like, oh, we heard a bug movie is coming out. Let's we better do our own movie. bug movie now. But now it's just on the, like, flimsy notion of, like, well, this is the title of that. And they <laughs> yeah, just, they just should... run to the end zone with it. <laughs> we just heard they have a wall. Well, let's make ours the great uh, right, wall. Yeah. We'll just one-up it. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, so it's a survivalist... It's a military survivalist-type movie, and that kind of perks my ear up. I like... It's the Lone Survivor, mm-hmm. um, the Peter Greenberg, is that, who did that? The, I don't know yeah, what well, you're talking about. Okay, fine. Um, I liked Green Room from earlier last year. Uh, that was a survival did uh, not see movie. Did uh, what, about, what about Tremors? You see Tremors? Did see Tremors. Okay. I've seen all of the Tremors. This movie's a lot like Tremors, right? They're like stuck in a little like hot lava zone where they can't move because there's something that's going to get them. So, um, a tremor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, now I'm with you. Okay. Here's the thing. Can you tremor this movie? Yeah. Please, done, done. God, do yeah, that. Yeah, Because that would be amazing if John Cena's giving the uh, attitude adjustment to a tremor. 
And the, that's who's on the other end of the walkie-talkie is just a little tremor. Guy. It's like gremlins too. Mm-hmm. With the trim- just give the tremors a voice. Yeah, they can talk. One's in a dress, or and the, one's like a vegetable monster. What are they called? The graboids? What's the? Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, I mean, let's not get into like. Also, gremlins. I mean, you can call them mogwais or whatever. They're gremlins. All of them are gremlins. Oh, okay, didn't know that. Funny you did those comparisons because here's my first thought. Phone book. No, phone booth. Phone booth. <laughs> Get the phone book. Get the phone book. Look up the film. It's phone booth. Mm-hmm. Or an even better example. This is controversial. Uh-huh. The best Die Hard movie. Whoa. Die Hard 3. <laughs> What's the name of it? Die Hard 3 in the scene where he... Okay, okay, I see. Because he keeps getting because called Because basically, up by the... Die Hard 3 is like the funnest of the Die Hards because... There's a guy who's calling him up and like, look, I have this over you. I'm hanging this over you. Mm-hmm. I think it's bombs, right? Diffuse There's bombs bomb. in the city. Mm-hmm. You need to do all this wacky ass stuff and you don't have a choice. You got to go do it. And so it's just like a giant scavenger hunt mm-hmm. that uh, John, John, John is running. <laughs> They're all named John, whatever. And Samuel L. Jackson uh, is like his like buddy. Zeus. Zeus, yes, and there's this, and Samuel L. Jackson is amazing in that film, um, and so yeah, it's just them being told by this, bossed around by this guy on the phone, mm. and it's got to do his whim, and they're stuck. Yeah, and so similar premise, but here's the thing, John Cena is not Bruce Willis, no, and Quicksilver is not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> do I look Puerto Rican to you? <laughs> um, no, they're not, and I don't think uh, it's like a it's an obvious pair that I'd be like, okay, um, well, maybe similar to like End of Watch when it was Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. I wasn't like, oh yeah, these guys have a lot of chemistry together. But when sure. I saw that movie, I was like, oh, these guys are great together. Maybe it's gonna be a good match. I don't know. I liked John Cena. In a his... good match. It's gonna be a good ladder match. Here's yeah. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of John Cena's movies. Oh, he's in like. Uh, I think it's Trainwreck. The Trainwreck is the one I think he got the movie. most critical fame for. If right. You, I mean, I don't know if you can say that much, but like that's the one like people are like, oh, he's a funny dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got some real charisma, and so in a comical role, like I kind of appreciate that. You know, of course he's playing against type, and in this one, it seems like he's way more like of a hoorah, motherfucking American Armed Forces type dude who's, yeah. like, just shouting about how his trigger is an extension of his finger and so, his scope is an extension of his eye. Here's the deal. Walk with me a little mm-hmm. as I give you a quick history of John Cena, the wrestler. <laughs> John Cena is one of the most popular stars in the WWE right now, yeah. but also hated by a large portion of the fans. So young children love him, they'll yell for him and scream, and then like kind of the older audience kind of shits on him. They're not like, we're, we're done, because mm-hmm. his character is this, what's in this movie, mm-hmm. which is, I'm a drill sergeant, I'm very, I talk about how the gun is my hand and my finger is the flag, and it's like, what? Wait, is he like Sergeant Slaughter? Is he the... But less interesting. Okay. Because Sergeant Slaughter at least was in G.I. Joe's. (laughs) John Cena's in Scooby-Doo. Oh, boy. So, like, you know, G.I. Joe's kind of wins. So, that's the thing, it's like, this movie's not for children. No. No. 
And so then it's for adults. And I'm assuming if John Cena's your star, you're looking for that wrestling audience. Did you? Or is this an elaborate way to say you wish The Rock was in this role? <laughs> the more I mean, established I WWE. The Rock was in every movie. Yeah. You would definitely approve it. Uh, but my point is, this is the John Cena people hate. They okay. like the funny John Cena, mm-hmm. like in Trainwreck. Yes. And so why are you casting him in this very boring role where apparently half his dialogue is speaking into dirt and it's amazing you just see like dirt you know it was just days and days of him eating dirt oh man uh, and he's just spouting military jargon the whole time yeah yeah i don't know it's i mean it's a it's kind of like the most pared down version of like a dudes on a mission like suicide mission type situation that you can boil down these two guys they're separated by like well one's got a belly like full of lead and he's face down in the dirt in a very open area and can't access his gun he's just gonna bleed out and die the other guy looks like he took some heat too and like he's behind a little wall and they can talk to each other and they can radio communicate to whoever the sniper that's wait a minute got them pinned down you have an accent yeah we're not american um, how long in the movie do you think before that gets revealed? That, that they're not radioing for help. They're radioing with the guy who's got them pinned down. I mean, hopefully right away. because It better be. <laughs> if you show that in your trailer and that's like the big like second act reveal, uh, like I'm already out the yeah. door. You've lost me, movie. I'm, I've, I've had like a real penchant for hating currently this trend of like I see a movie trailer a thousand times, like yes. the Why Him trailer or whatever, and they hit me with these same punchlines or whatever over and over again. I'm like, okay, this is the marketing campaign for this. Everybody who's in the theater right now seeing this movie has seen the trailer, and then they say one of the lines from the movie, yeah. and the audience, like, huge laugh, huge response to it, like they had never seen it in the trailer. And one, they laugh before the joke is delivered. It's like a little before, and they're already starting laughing because they know what it is, right? Yeah, I don't know. It just bothers me, and I feel like if a movie throws you like one of their like uh what should be like uh the first act transitioning into second act reveal yes. twist thing um and expect you uh, and but then like try to hide that until the end of the movie like yes. they kind of did with passengers like don't fucking do this like i think my biggest example is one of the best trailers that came out and definitely the best marketing campaign deadpool why is that because Deadpool marketing was genius. Like, it got people to go... That's why that movie was so successful, is I think it's the marketing team. Mm. Like, they found that character of Deadpool, and they sold it. And that trailer, you know, they had all the jokes, and here was the problem. When you went and saw that movie, one of my main reasons I didn't love it was because every joke in that movie I saw from those trailers. Mm. You can't do that. You can't give away every joke. And no. that one was confusing, too, because a lot of it was, like, the comedy bits. And some of it was, like, you could tell it was, like, ad-libbed. Like, mm. they're, they're, they're just like, riffing. They're just riffing on, like, his face and stuff. Yeah, 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 And so here's the thing. You know there's, like, film on the cutting room floor of alternate jokes, mm. right? Mm. You got to switch it up, like... Throw in the trailer, one punchline. Yeah. Put in the movie, a different punchline. Exactly. You, That's happening a little bit. That yeah. happened with the Why Him movie like in the trailer um there was a couple of punchlines that were different in 
the trailer. Yeah. Were we talking about this the other day of like how I kind of want to start seeing films do like a total red herring thing where they just put a bunch of shit in their trailer that's totally not in the Whoa. movie, that's totally like completely expecting be... something different, and you get in the movie you're like what? That'd be amazing. Yeah. That's what needs to start happening. Like, with the amount of information that's out on the internet and, like, accessible and, like, all these multiple trailers that come out and you see the whole movie, I want to start seeing ad campaigns that are like, oh, yeah, the new Batman movie is about, um, uh, he fights the Riddler and then then he flies around (laughs) in the Batwing and then you get to the movie and it's him, like, trying to... It's him doing his taxes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I got so many bat taxes. Let me put my bat... (laughs) tax spray on it. I love that idea. I think it would definitely uh, serve someone like M. Night Shyamalan, uh-huh. mm-hmm. whose gimmick is, I have a lot of twists. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The the twist you're seeing in the trailer that you're trying to figure out, mm-hmm. not even in the movie. <laughs> That's how good. I think you're living more dangerous if you promise a Batman movie where the fan base is already <laughs> rabid, and you're like, hey, no, Batman. <laughs> you love the Riddler? Come see this movie. And then he's not in that movie. Guess yeah. what? Little me this. Your ass is grass. You just, you just played yourself. Um, well, okay, so let's, let's hypothesize. The Wall comes out, and the ad campaign is that, like, oh, it's these two guys, and they're trying to... Um, get away from this sniper that's got him stuck in this little situation. No, that's the first 15 minutes of the movie. The rest of the movie, when he reveals who he is yes. and what happens, is what? Fill is, in the blank. I have two options. Okay, go. A, mm-hmm. it's the movie baby's universe, and mm-hmm. they go join the Great Wall, and mm-hmm. they go fight some zombies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the good option. Okay. Option B, this is also the good option. Mm-hmm. The bad guy... <laughs> Is on the phone and he's just like, I just want to, I just want to get to know you guys. Mm-hmm. If that's the rest of the movie where he's just a lonely man mm-hmm. on the other side of the fence, like other side of the war, I just want to understand you. I just want, let's just hang out. What's up? Let's just talk. We're in this town. There's no other forces here. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's one sniper there, <laughs> just hanging out. So. My question, my thought is maybe he's the stinky sniper that all the other snipers don't like. They don't want to hang out with him. And they're like, oh yeah, we're going to leave tomorrow, uh, we're going to leave tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. And then he sleeps, stinky, stinky sniper (laughs) sleeps in. This is like a Stinky sniper sleeps in is the name of a children's (laughs) book that you have to write immediately. Uh, yeah. he's, 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 like I picture him, he's got like a lisp. He's like, "Oh shit, I slept in." <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're gonna kickstart that project. Uh, maybe we can get uh, Matt Hudson to draw that up. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> I think. But anyways, they wake up in the morning. Sleepy sniper mm-hmm. slept in. Stinky sniper. Stinky. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Stinky. Sli- stinky. <laughs> Well, I gotta do if my you hands. say this one time correctly, <laughs> I'm buying you dinner tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is like the lighter scene in Four Rooms where he has to light the, <laughs> you gotta do light. the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, stinky sniper sleeps in. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> I want KFC. Um, um, and the rest of them are like out the door. They all take off in the morning, and he's like, what? 
oh and so he's like stuck there yeah and then finally he's like oh look john cena's over there mm-hmm. i'll try to be friends with him mm-hmm. and yeah he does this whole thing because he has no other choice like he can't just go over to them like hey Here's my situation. I stink. Yeah. No one wants to hang out with me. Right. He has got to sell him. He has to sell him. On his finer points. Yeah. And he just wants to be, but he just wants a friend. Nice. My theory is this. Um, so at the beginning of the trailer, John Cena's like, cover me, bro. And and his homie goes behind the wall. And then he goes out and peeks in a car. And he sees, like, maybe there's, like, a there's like a booby trap set up or something, yeah, right? Yeah, like there's, like, an Amazon Prime droid. That's like stuck in his lap. That's not working. Um, and he's and he goes to like check out the situation. And what we don't see in the trailer is that he accidentally shoots himself. <laughs> he sees the thing and he gets scared. He's like, "Oh fuck!" And 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 the guy, his homie's behind the cover, so he doesn't see it happen. But John Cena accidentally shoots himself, and since he's such like a hoof, like hoorah motherfucker, oh, yeah. he's super embarrassed. <laughs> so he jumps into the ground. He's like, "Oh uh, shit! I just got shot by a sniper!" And his guy's like, "What? What the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely didn't shoot myself. Some there's a sniper, and he's he's we're taking on fire, man. So get down." He's like, "Okay, okay." And just to, like, be careful, like, to be yeah. safe and sell him on the idea, he starts shooting over at his homie. And he's like, oh, see, did you catch some bullets? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess he's out there. Shit, I don't know where he is. And then, can you home alone it? He takes out his talk boy, and little <laughs> did he know, he, the, the video, the movie he was watching earlier in the movie recorded all that dialogue. Mm-hmm. He was watching that Zero Dark Thirty, mm-hmm. and he got all that dialogue. He starts playing it back into his walkie-talkie. <laughs> And his friend is like, oh, fuck, He's, we're communicating with this unknown assailant. And cuts to John Cena just like, just like super embarrassed, but like kind of cracking up because he's pulling one over on his friend. Um, and then he just bleeds out and dies. And his wait, comes wait over. a minute. Yeah, that's it. That's the movie. Oh, I thought it'd be a more happy ending. No, it's not. And it's called uh, Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's geez. called Friendly Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you love that. Okay. Dude. I wrote down no notes. I wrote down The Wall, Lone Survivor, Green Room, Tremors. Well, here's my question. This movie's going to be boring, right? Eh, maybe. I mean, it, maybe that's the whole thing is like, uh, what was that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's in a coffin the whole movie? I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know. I know Green Lantern put his career in a coffin. <laughs> Anyway, there's some historical reference for, like, this idea of, like, kind of boiler pot, stuck in one setting kind of situation movies being interesting because of the internal conflict of that situation rather than relying on, like, oh, we got to zip around to all these different locations and blah, blah, blah. Well, again, from my memory, I don't think Phone Booth is a great movie, but I remember it's entertaining, Keep like you your, your, guessing, keep your tension, your and even that toes. panic room one. Mm. There's like a couple like that where it's like they're stuck in a place, they're communicating to someone on the outside, and yeah, it's just like you're like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I didn't get that vibe from this trailer. The nuggets that it's supposed to like lead you with, like, oh, what is he going to do? Mm. They kind of give away. It's like John seems like I'm gonna I'm gonna move and I'm gonna grab my gun and I'm gonna shoot you, and he's like, don't do that. Or he's gonna fire at you. Mm. Guess what? By the end of the trailer, you see John Cena grabbing his gun, grabbing and his gun and firing. <laughs> so you've already given away your like main question. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's from earlier in the movie. Maybe or maybe that's from when they, he first takes on fire and he's just like you see him running with his gun. 
Maybe. But even if that's true, why show that in a way in the trailer where it looks like you're giving away your suspense for answer? I feel like you want to leave enough questions. Again, with that Passengers mm. trailer, you saw the movie, mm. did not like it. No one else liked that movie. Mm. But that trailer, I loved it because it gave me enough questions where the trailer didn't give me answers for. Mm. This one, I feel like there's not enough questions where it's like, yeah, how is he going to get out of that? Like, is he going to grab his gun? Oh, well, I don't know. Might be a mislead. We'll right. see. Well, we're going to come back to this. And when it's not a mislead, I'm going to make you eat some dirt like John <laughs> Cena. Uh, you want to rate this thing? Yeah, let's, let's rate this. Um, let's see. Oh, I was trying to think of a good John Cena pun. I don't know if I have one. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> uh, the wheels are turning. What do I rate the wall? Like John Cena, you can't see me in the theater for this movie. Because <laughs> I won't be Because I will not be there. <laughs> I love robots. Whew. Nothing, nothing looked fun in this trailer, and mm -hmm. nothing, and it didn't. I don't think it's gonna give me the tension like Phone Booth or the best Die Hard movie will. <laughs> um, John Cena's not gonna be funny in it, uh, and unless that uh, kick-ass guy is actually Quicksilver in this one, and he's zipping around, <laughs> like the entertainment value is going to be pretty low for me. All right. So I love robots. Fair enough. I'm going to in space with zombies this one because, yeah, the trailer itself kind of, like, hits me with, like, a The Shallows vibe. Do you remember that movie, The Shallows? That is that the shark one? It's the shark one where, like, the trailer for it is like, oh, homegirl goes to an exotic beach and gets stranded on a little, little rock and gets shark attacked for 90 minutes. Well, thankfully, it was only like it was only like an hour and twelve minutes or whatever. And yes. if this movie's only like an hour or twelve minutes, I think they can do okay. I, with... I, that might bump me up. Yeah. My worry is, yeah, this movie's going to be the new trend. Let's make it two hours, mm. and I'm going to be bored. <laughs> I I think it's going to have. I, I don't know. I I'm holding out for it to be a little more interesting than that, um, but maybe not. I don't know. I, I really liked um, Edge of Tomorrow. And yeah, oh, maybe we, just with a little bit of hope that this has any semblance of like um, creativity or or yeah, we never got back to that point. The director is Edge of Tomorrow, Born Identity, uh, Swingers. Okay, well, he does see. have some good films. He also did Jumper and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So I feel like this can kind of go any this way. This could go any which way. It could fall on either side of the wall, if you will. Um, <laughs> I mean, that should probably be the end. I had more questions. But... No, that's it. <laughs> Here's my other question. Are we going to get a WWE run-in? Because, as you know, in wrestling, <laughs> there's a constant run-in. It just happens anytime. Like, this is like a tag. This is a handicap match. These are the Rockers, and <laughs> they're being dis demolished by the Legion of Doom. Yeah, and... And then out comes the ultimate warrior. He's shaking the wall. He's Just cleaning the house, bashing this guy's head in the turnbuckle. Yeah, like Mean Gene's just going nuts on the microphone. Oh my god! <laughs> um, do you think 
Maybe it's not Hulk Hogan, but do you think someone else is going to be introduced in this movie? Yeah, The Undertaker. He's going <laughs> to pop out of a coffin. Yeah. And uh, and he's going to choke slam the assailant guy and rescue these two, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels or whatever. <laughs> whoever the fuck wow, they are. Wow, no, I'm impressed. You just got your wrestling street cred. From like 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, not a WWE Studios film, surprisingly. Okay. It's an Amazon Studios. Mm-hmm. Did you know that was a thing? Um, I did because the other day I went to go see Manchester by the Sea and when the Amazon Studios logo popped up, a woman like straight up jumped out of her seat and was like, I didn't know Amazon was a studio. So Lady, now I know. Just wait, Amazon's taking over. Oh yeah. They're gonna be everything. They're gonna be making your diabetes medicine pretty soon. <laughs> They're gonna sell you the diabetes and then sell you the medicine mm-hmm. for it. That's my Chris Rock uh, stand-up. <laughs> that was my type one. <laughs> your, type, your type five has been whittled down to a type one joke. And it's just a rip-off of a Chris Rock joke. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know if I have anything else. That was The Wall. Death, you will bleed out. And that's the episode. Thanks for listening. If you want to give us some... Uh, critiques and criticisms and reviews, hit us up on iTunes and Stitcher or Facebook and Twitter. Here's the thing, folks. We have a Facebook. We do. We have a Twitter. You can talk to us about we anything have, you want. We have it all. So please put some comments on the page, put some reviews on that iTunes, and if you go do that, Make sure you sign up for a username first before you hit submit. Oh, yeah. Shout out to our friend Joe, who apparently tried to leave us, like, multiple paragraph hysterical, like, joke review. And then right when he hit send was denied the (laughs) review because someone else had his username. So learn from the lesson. Mm -hmm. Learn the lessons from others. It uh, doesn't even have to be a long review. I don't even think you have to review it. You can just put some star ratings, and that will get us a little bump on the iTunes. Exactly. So, again, please comment. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, especially in regards to this newly adapted, evolved-to-devolved-to format of us only discussing two trailers per episode, yeah. as uh, we just previously were doing three trailers. Typically, we have hour-long episodes. Yeesh. Hey, are you, are you bored of that? Yeah, you want it to be shorter? Let us know. We will listen. We might even try to execute these orders, if you're lucky. With a attitude adjustment. John Cena! Uh, so, thanks for listening. Keep going. I was, I'm just trying to kick it to you to do the outro. Is this his theme song? Oh, man. You just lost all your wrestling crowd again. God damn it. You had it, and then you lost it. Uh, We're the movie babies. When you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer. But you have an hour plus to listen to me talk about wrestling characters from 20 years ago. Movie babies, bitch.